No. Me neither. <laughs> and we are live. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, join once again my star show, Mr. Rene Dupree, and great friend of the show, the Tough Enough OG champion, former hardcore champion, Maven Huffman. Maven, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing you know what? Well. We were just talking, James. Uh, you know, because Renee was, he said, you, you work on Wall Street and then giggled. Renee, that's the response that everybody gives when I tell them that I'm working on Wall Street. <laughs> Un unbelievable. It is. No, it's like all the all the former Tough Enough guys, like they go on to do like amazing things. Like Matt Morgan, he's like a three-time mayor of yeah. like Seminole County in Florida. And yeah. you're working on Wall Street and Nowinski's a fucking uh yeah. Nowinski takes the cake with just doing amazing things. Right. Um, you know, Nowinski is 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 I don't want to say he um is someone that I, I ever really beefed with. We didn't. Our personalities on the show just there's no one I've ever been a had to spend more time around that I was less like than Chris Nowinski. Um right. that said. What he has done for uh, for health, for for athletes, for just humanity as a whole, uh, he has my endless endless respect for. Because I've told, I've said it many times, Chris or Josh could have won my season easily, hands down. And I believe no matter which three of us guys would have won, one of us, all three of us, were getting jobs. And you know they hired Chris right after my season. Uh, Josh, you know, immediately started doing the announcing stuff and has, has had an amazing career in the world of professional wrestling. Um, so, yeah, I think he still works in wrestling, right? Doesn't Absolutely, he? yeah. Impact wrestling. Yeah. Does he work there? Yeah. Isn't he uh, become a chef? He's got, he's got a, I mean, he's had a, a great run. I think he found his niche. I think, you know, Josh was one of the ones that, um, if you would have seen him work, uh, Renee, you actually probably would have been pretty impressed. You know, I did see him work. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I saw him in HWA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was good, just undersized, yeah. right? Kid could move. Uh -huh. Kid could wrestle circles around me. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Chris could too. Chris was. I thought they brought Chris in as the ringer. Yeah. I literally, I thought because he had trained under Kowalski. I thought here's what it is with this being tough enough one. They don't want the show to come across looking stupid, mm. and they want to, you know, they 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 want to have proof of concept, and they want to have um, a, a chance to get money to do a season two, three, and what have you. And the way you don't get any of those things is if you throw someone out there that just can't, you know, you know, can't pass pass the test on live television. So I thought that's what they brought Chris in for. Uh, yeah, and I mean, he was just. Renee, you, oh my goodness. Like you like Renee, we we me and you, we talk open and honest, correct? Yes, of course. You know how you got a reputation early in your career for having and uh, you know and being having an air arrogance to you, right? Uh. This kid had an arrogance to him though, that but he was unlikable. He was <laughs> confident, but I, we always got along. I always liked you because you were funny, you knew how to have a good time. He just he just had an arrogance that that way of I'm better than you. Um, you know, I remember me and him got into it one time because he was telling me that I wasn't an athlete. And 
I'm like, you've never seen me play a sport. How do you know? He just had a way of getting under my skin. He did. But that said, I'm happy with the success. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about are – we, are we, oh, shit. I got to look at the comments here. Oh, no. You, uh, you've already got some people singing your uh, theme song, uh, Maven. Uh, <laughs> I can't see my fantasy. <laughs> Listen, so as you – I don't know if you guys know, but I recently just got on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. The one thing that I get more and more, you know, because I I avoided social media for I don't know how long. I just I thought it was stupid. I still think it's stupid. That said, I'm having a blast on it. <laughs> so, um, but the one thing I get more and more than anything is people bashing me for hating my theme song. It's not that I hated it. It just wasn't what I would have picked. If okay. That, with that being said, what would you have rather if you could have like any song? What would it be? Like, um, yeah. Either I mean, I'll give you even two two genres. Uh, I either at the time, I mean, we're looking at early two thousands. Yeah. So I like if you will, and I loved rap. I love like Ti. What you know about that? If you remember, ah! that's my jam. Yeah. That's fucking good shit right there. That's my jam. Or if you know, if you want to go the other side, I grew up. I'm an '80s kid. I grew up with the hair bands. I love ah. Oh, I'd say my ballad to get me hype is still Kickstart My Heart. Motley Crue, I just absolutely love Kickstart My Heart. Hey, yeah. did you manage to catch any of their shows? They're doing the stadium tour, right? I think they were in Queens not too long ago. Maybe a couple. What are they doing their 17th year? Uh, their, their, their goodbye tour? Their <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like the Eagles, man. They like uh, what did their farewell tour like 20 yeah. years ago. You want to hear something funny, Renee? I am not a concert person. No? I'm just not. My girl dragged me to a Def Leppard concert, shit, probably seven years ago. Because, uh -huh. uh, like, she grew up a hair, I mean, 80s hair band. Yeah. And uh, here's, <laughs> this is funny. So she's telling me a story when we first started dating. She was telling me, because she actually knows Gene Simmons. And she was telling me about being at a concert. She's like, yeah, so I was at a I was at a uh, Kiss concert, and and afterwards Gene brought us, you know, brought me up um, backstage, and I went into his dressing room, and I'm like, stop. Like why? I'm like because you, I'm either a going to think you're a liar, or b think you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still haven't got the rest of that story. <laughs> oh that's hilarious but i'm just not a concert guy i'm not, i'm just not and everybody that i tell that to they can't believe it they're like i just don't i don't like big crowds i don't like it, live events i'm the same way isn't that weird like i have no problem being the center of attention in front of a large crowd and when someone asks that's exactly what i say right i like being if i i guess it's my ego coming out i want to be the center of attention right yeah 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 yeah, I did. Uh, I, I went to um, 2008. I went to a Kid Rock Leonard Skinner concert in Toronto. It was like 25,000 people outdoor concert. And I felt weird just being in the crowd. Yes. You know, because we're exactly. used to being in front of 25, 30,000 people, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't like having to, like, like you know, elbow people and move out. Oh, that's my seat over there. No, yeah. I'm good. And I don't want to pay money to hear bad music because nothing sounds good live. I'm sorry. It's Maybe not the same, right? 
No, these people that it's it's more authentic live. Okay, well, you know that's that's all you. I'd rather. I will say this. I will say this. I seen Kid Rock live, and he's excellent. Now, I'm not saying people can't put on a good show. Yeah. Because you know you you can. I I used to tell tell anybody that would talk about when they would come to see you know one of our wrestling matches. I would say you know come to a house show. You don't you don't have all the television production and everything. But if you want to just see good wrestling, um, and remember house shows when we did it anyway, it was a, a you know time for guys to work kinks out in matches that might be on Raw, yeah. or might be on a pay per view. Yeah. So you know I always thought that was good, just good entertainment if you're coming for the wrestling aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Then you could put it. You're not going to go see a four or five minute uh, TV match, right? Uh, yeah, with uh, with two minutes of entrances. Right. And Lillian Garcia talking the whole time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, renee i'm actually switching on you i'm gonna i'm gonna switch and and i'm gonna ask you a question now I, okay first today because i like Re james renee's one of the guys that i literally I, I i appreciate my time with him and i appreciate his opinion on um you know on the state of the business today i have thoroughly enjoyed your um your podcast your interviews with Paul London. Paul's a guy that I knew in passing. Um, oh, okay. to say that I knew Paul well, it would be a lie. But, yeah. you know, you know, we never wrestled. We never did any. We just in passing. But just your interviews with him have been yeah, <laughs> riveting. I love it. And I love Paul's openness, too. Yeah. I get asked all the time if I watch the product now. I don't. I don't. I, and it's, it's uh, probably a little bit of just it makes me sad, you know, you know, because yep. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I still think I could do that <laughs> or yeah. I should be out there doing it or I could do better than so and so. Right. But I don't think I could keep up with the athleticism. I, but, and this is my question for you, Renee. Do you think the the for lack of a better term, the way that wrestling's turned into just spot fests yeah. and spot after spot after spot rather than you know people actually wrestling? Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? Mm, bad. They're going to follow the money, and if people are 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 paying to see it, then that's what they're going to do. True, that's a very good point. If people so, are buying tickets to see it, but I think it's going to shorten a lot of careers, absolutely. and and uh, they're not getting their personalities over; they're just getting their moves over. Wow. You know, if you look at AEW, the one guy who's done it, who doesn't need he can, but he doesn't need to do like fancy flips and stuff. Is that MJF? He got yeah. over his personality on the microphone. And how that's, over is he? Yeah. And that's going to give him longevity in his career. All these guys that do all yeah. these backflips and shit. All it takes is one one missed time landing, dude, and you can be a paraplegic for life. Or working with one person that doesn't know exactly the, the, the proper timing. for Yeah. Timing. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you, and I'm glad you brought up MJF. I've never met him. And everybody that I that I know that knows him says he's the just the nicest guy and and the greatest guy. Um, but I it's a perfect example of someone who think about it. He did something as stupid as put a scarf on and look at how over that guy. But that just proves that you don't have to go out there and you know just destroy yourself every time out. Yeah, yeah. guys, that's their I get it. I get it. Yeah. But it's, it's you know. It's hey, who am I, Renee, who am I talking? I threw one. I, I could throw one. I threw a drop kick. That was it. 
<laughs> it was a beautiful drop kick. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> I remember yeah, watching man. watching matches with you and Randy, and you guys would do the double drop kick, and yep. your feet would touch, and it was like a fucking you know the the fountains yeah. with the 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 water, and it goes like this. That's what it, that's what it looked like. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, you know, wrestling Randy was was you know that's like catching catching you know footballs from Tom Brady. It's right. pretty easy when the ball is laid right there every time. <laughs> you know? So we did a match one time, and this is oh my god, this was the funniest thing. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be telling this. It, it was a house show in upstate New York. And in the middle of the match, I, you know, I'm the heel at the time. So I put, you know, put a you know, chin lock on Randy. And he tells me, he's like, throw me out opposite hard camera. And I'm like, what? He's like, throw me out opposite hard camera. So I pick him up, you know, glom him on the back, toss him out, go over to the ref. And I look over and Randy's pulling himself up on the barricade, hitting on two girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because he met his new wife at a house show. She was like in the audience. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, this guy is so good that a, a just a wrestling match is nothing to him that where he can go out and <laughs> hit on girls during house shows. Like, that's just how good he was. Yeah. It still is. I think we had a question, eh, James? Yeah. Yeah, I got a question for you, Maven, uh, from Mr. Krogan. Uh, hello, you guys. I loved Maven. When he came out and made fun of uh, Bald Cat Angle, that was so funny. Any cool Cat Angle stories? Oh my gosh, I have. Um, when did I do that? I think that was SmackDown. I forget. Probably oh. 2002, 2003, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. Um, just Kurt was the. Uh, no, really funny stories. Kurt was another one who. I mean, he ran in his own personal, you know, in his own circle. And our, you know, not that we didn't, you know mesh well or anything or just liked each other i liked him we liked each other perfectly fine it's just he did his thing i did mine um plus kurt was on a, a just a different tier a different level than i was but um kurt was i i did some stuff with kurt very early in my wrestling career and kurt was one of the first guys that i ever remember wrestling that laid everything in stiff and everything kurt did you were gonna feel um because bob holly was stiff but bob holly was stiff in a different way he was stiff in the, the terms of if he hit you he wanted you to hit him back now kurt i didn't know because i was i don't want to say it's afraid to hit kurt back but i just kurt didn't and uh let me know like bob did to hit him back i remember i clotheslined bob at a house show one time and he yelled at me for not hitting him hard enough but kurt was on a level where i was still you know just just I didn't want to overstep boundaries or liberties with Kurt, um, yeah. but yeah, he kicked me once in the in the stomach, and it took about a good three minutes for air to come back into my. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it happened to me one time with Ron Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Same thing. Knocked the wind out of me for about two, three. Yeah. Minutes. When 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 you're gasping for that air, it's it nothing you can like, do. It doesn't feel like it's ever coming, does it? Right. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And breathing, yeah. Become, and breathing becomes so tough. Yeah. 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 But no, Kurt, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not one to judge, you know, the legitimacy of, of people and their toughness. 
But I would say, because I saw Kurt and Brock actually go, like, you shoot on each other in about, I would say, 2003-ish. And, you know, this was, you know, UFC, people, you know, at, 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 you know, doing what it's doing. And I thought to myself, I can't see any human being on Earth, Earth that could get the better of Kurt Angle at that time. Right. Because, I mean, you know, he's in there with Brock. And, I mean, I'm not saying he's making Brock look stupid, but he's definitely getting the better of Brock. Wow. And, you know, and Brock's not small and or weak. No. Yeah. You're talking six foot, what, six four at that time, 290? Yeah. And a ball of muscle. Just, yeah. yeah. Nobody and, but, but Kurt's getting the better of him. So I'm That's like, great. man, if he, if he got mad at my mom, I'd be like, man, what'd you do to piss him off? Kurt, <laughs> he won't do it again, I promise. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so um, you were talking about the state of the business. You don't watch any wrestling? You don't catch it at all? Not a bit. Not a bit, right? Not a bit. Uh, not a bit. It's, and it's not that – I mean, I catch, the, you know, stuff on my feed and everything. Um, yeah. You know, but to sit and actually watch the show, it's just, it's hard, man. Like, it's hard. When I see, when I'm when I'm going through my guide on the television and, and I scroll and I see, you know, AEW Dynamite or one Monday Night Raw, man, it makes me sad. You know? Yeah. It does. And I'm, I, I'm not too, you know, too proud to admit that. Because. No, I'm, I can relate 100%. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Like you start missing it. You start remembering the past. You start remembering that you see that crowd and you know the, the high it brings. And and unfilled um, aspirations, I think. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I know that, that I that I left I, I left stuff out there on the table. Right. I know that there was, you know, um, you know, things I probably could have accomplished that I didn't. And I take ownership of that. You know, I also that's another thing I get all the time is uh, the WWE dropped the ball with you. I didn't help them, you know, because, you know, at, at a time in my career, you know, that I should have been out in the ring week after week working with guys like Fit Finley, working with the, um, you know, the Stevie Richards, the Hurricanes, the, all those guys, those, you know, you know, just wealth of wrestling knowledge that was in that ring. Every show just wanting to help people get better. And the fact that I was, you know, worried about running to the gym with Randy or, you know, just, just doing whatever it was I was doing. Now, granted, I was a kid. I was in my mid-20s. You know, you know, what do you do when you're in your mid-20s? You, you make mistakes and you act stupid. But yeah, You're chasing tail. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, and catching it. And catching, and catching it. it. Yeah, of course. You're on TV, for fuck's sakes. You're making good money. Yeah. And I just, like, I, so... Yeah, the, I, I I didn't do them any favors. Yeah. yeah, I do. I think they could have done more with me. I do, but I didn't give them the opportunity to show that I earned that trust. Um, I have no problem admitting I was an average wrestler. Renee was better in Renee was a better in ring performer than I was on my last day wrestling on his first day. Uh, and and it's but I could have gotten better because I feel like I had the athleticism to get better. Um, athleticism, you know, people always think that just because you're an athlete, you're going to be good in this business. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. You, have to, no. you have to learn 
the psychology of this business, the wins, the whys um, to be good at this. Perfect, perfect example that I always use is yeah. Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake. He wasn't a great athlete, but he mm. could fight. He had psychology, man. Like I watch his, his yep. like, before, like mid south stuff. Yep. Ah, oh, I love that stuff. Fuck. Yeah. Like he's in there with a young Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He just you can see who, who's leading who and the fucking the teacher, man. He Absolutely. And that's another thing we talk about the the the, the business today. If you go back and watch those old matches, because I do, I will YouTube old stuff all the time. Like I like old Tully Blanchard uh, yep. matches too. Yep. And just the pace by which they laid out matches. You know, Jake was methodical. Jake, Jake wasn't in there, you know, running around killing himself. But the story he told in that ring, second to none. Fuck yeah. Second to none. Absolutely. That's the thing for the young wrestler. I don't know if there's young wrestlers going to watch this, but if you're on a card saying you're a third or fourth, watch the matches before you and see what they're doing. Before you plan out every fucking move, A to Z, watch what the other guys are doing and try to do something different. Absolutely. You know what I mean? If they're doing all these flips and stuff, okay. Even if you can do it, then go with some fucking actual wrestling and make sure, you know, everything means something. Absolutely. We did a show. um, I managed... um, um, Danny Doring, if you remember him. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. Gotta get him on here. He's yeah. Oh, you all. Oh, I'll set that up. He's yes, great, please. He's a great Um, I will uh I'll pass his information on He's a great interview too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he'll talk he talks pretty open and honest about his time in ECW and yeah. his brief stint in WWE. And yeah, he's a great interview. I love Danny. I uh you know, I've been working with him. And, um, you know, just because he goes about a match completely different. And I'll watch him go out and, you know, anybody he wrestles, it's just he's, he's not doing high spot after high spot after high spot. But just the entertainment and the, the, the quality of his work shows you don't have to do all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You play to your strengths and try to avoid your your weaknesses. I'm not a I'm not a flippity do type of guy. That's not my style, but I can give you solid fucking wrestling match and you know a few high spots here and there. Yeah, but you but that hey the key to that is here and there. Yeah, make them mean something when you do do them. Yeah, and yeah. that's the key. That yeah. is. I think we I think we got some more questions. Oh, uh, maybe you you can only stay for thirty minutes, right? But yeah, um, yeah, we'll we'll push it a little. I got an interview coming in, so okay. we'll push yeah. it a little as long as we can. Once they, right, yeah, I, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you taking the time I, to do it. Listen, and I, I uh, um, I do. I watch you guys. You know, every time it pops up, whenever you want to have me have me on, yeah, let me know. I can pop on for thirty minutes anytime, oh. anytime you need. Anytime awesome. you need to destroy ratings. Let me know I'm here. <laughs> when our ratings go down, we're bringing Maven to boost them back up again. I'm feeling, I'm getting a little too too big in my britches. I got to bring we're going a, a special. Once we reach 25,000 subs, we're going to have a special called Drinks with Dupree. And I want to have all kinds of guests just popping, like you said, for 30 minutes. Yeah. And if you don't want an alcoholic beverage, just pretend. Just put like a glass of juice with like an umbrella and say it's a margarita. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Listen, I I will keep myself available for obviously drinks with Dupree, 
But yeah. anytime you guys ever need you know, need me, let me know. Awesome. Oh, we appreciate it, man. Thank love you so much. like working with Matt Cardona, uh, Maven? You've been having fu- uh, fun with that feud. With who? Uh, Matt Cardona. <laughs> Not familiar with the name. Oh, uh, that nobody. I think he does something with uh, KB Toys. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm having fun. Uh, Matt and I, you know, I Matt's one of the ones that I can um, enjoy his matches. I watched him and VSK uh, wrestle in FWF Live One, and Renee, it was probably one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. Really? And yeah. Both those guys were going. They were telling a hell of a story. They were doing spots at the right times for the right reasons. Um, just yeah. I'm having fun with Cardone and our little angle, um, you know. But yeah, you know, and truthfully, hey, I'm a, I'm gonna talk shit on him and and you know talk shit on on his uh, scuzzy little wife there. But there's truly <laughs> nobody that I that I have more respect and love for than him and Brian. Those two, you know, resurrected me. I was fine with being away from wrestling and just being like that was just a, a, a chapter in my life. And both of those guys, you know, pulled me out of up and was like, you still got a little bit of life left in you. They and pulled you up or they dragged you back into the fucking. Uh, dragged me. They dragged you back in. Yeah, eh? Dragged me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually about to, uh, he, he issued a challenge, uh, uh, some street fight challenge with me. Because I tell people I don't wrestle anymore. I, I And you want to know why I don't wrestle, Renee? Yeah, my back hurts, my neck hurts, and you know, and it's just like, I am I going to go out and hurt myself more for you know what's not worth it? Probably not. But um, I, I'm going to do a street fight. I'm going to do a street fight with him on October 9th, and I'm about to accept his challenge. And that here's the here's the key. I'm doing it because I trust Matt, because I know I will be in work the next morning. And I won't have to be nursing an injury or something because I know Matt. I know Matt. I've seen Matt's work, and I know he is first and foremost safe. Right. That's, yeah. that's important. That's cool. Yeah, I think I'm on a show with Matt. Uh, it's a four day tour of Ireland, or a three day tour of Ireland coming up October wow. 28th, 29th, 30th. Yeah, he is. Uh, I just I I respect and admire for what they've done with just I mean, they changed the business. You know, you don't have to be in one of the big companies anymore to make a career out of this business. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no. no. I mean, it helps. It helps to get your name out there and, you yeah. know, establish yourself. But it's like this little podcast here. We started this out of boredom. And thanks to the exposure I got 16 years ago on American oh. television. I mean, uh, we're doing quite well with it, you know. Absolutely. And how many how many subscribers are you up to now? Uh we're almost at twelve thousand. That's but, good. Uh, awesome. Like that's like think about that. You started something to just probably get some shit off your chest to have fun. Kill well, it was during the pandemic. We were bored as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and look at the following that you've had. And yeah. you've had you know you've had quality guests. And I just like it. I like that you're not afraid to go there with stuff. Yeah. I I've gotten more. Um, comments on, you know, just what you and I, the truth that you and I spoke towards, you know, our battle with addiction, you know, yeah. and, you know, you'd be surprised how many people that you, you touch or you reach just by being honest and, oh, oh, and, and truthful. Yeah, no, no. I mean, as you know, man, it's, it's a, it's a epidemic, 
in North America. It's only getting getting worse with these new designer drugs coming out. So, you know, tell people it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to realize that, admit that you have a problem and get help, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. What other questions we got there, James? I like the questions. Yeah, I'm just trying to see any, if anyone. If you've got any questions for him, please uh, send them in. We've got them for another five, ten minutes. Uh, yeah. Let's see if I can find a quick one here for you. Uh, I think. <laughs> Renee, what was the uh, craziest thing that you've uh, uncovered while doing this show with with anyone? Oh, fuck. I'm not sure. James, you too. Yeah, yeah James. That's, I mean, that's a great question. That is a great question. What did What's we the one thing that you've, you have found out? Me? I suppose for me. Like, I've always heard stories about uh, the dicks and Chad Dick in particular, Chad Wicks, and how bad he got it in the locker room hazing. And when he came onto the show, told us a sea story, and then his tag team partner, Tank Tolling, came on. And he was a bit, I would say he was a bit more articulate with his speaking. And he explained the whole situation, like how everyone was on Chad for like three nights in a row or two nights in a row. Yeah. That was the real eye opener. Like, wow, that's. I know boys can be boys and things like that, but I'm like, wow, like how brutal it was towards Chad Wicks. That was a eye opener to me. Right. Yeah, and then he had like suicide attempts afterwards and stuff, and wow, like overtaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Another one I didn't realize was uh, was it Drew McIntyre broke Charlie Haas's neck? Was it Drew McIntyre? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drew McIntyre broke Charlie's neck, and then as soon as Charlie got cleared, they fired him. <laughs> uh, wow. Fucking Charlie, man. He gets fired the day after he gets back from his honeymoon the first time, and then the second yeah. time he breaks his neck, and then they fire him as soon as he gets cleared. It's like, well, God. Yeah, Test, God rest his soul. They used to bring him back for a quick run and then pop him for uh, pop him for you know, roids. Yeah. And I mean, like, well, they fired, they fired him once his neck was broken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know the whole circumstance. Maybe they said, okay. Cause he was on a pretty high guarantee at the time. He was. That's why. That's why they wanted to get, get it, get out from under that guarantee. Right. So maybe they said, okay, well, if you agree to take less money and get rid of this guarantee that we got, maybe we'll keep you till you're better, but he probably refused. Maybe I'm not saying that's why could be because they did bring him back. But when he, Dude, I, were you around? Were you still with the company when they brought him back? Nah, I was gone by that time. Okay, he was not the same dude. And in what way? Uh, the substance, oh, okay. uh, his his demons. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was bad. Mm. So. Yeah, I uh, I knew him pretty well when I moved to Florida in 2008. You know, probably a year before, and you know we'd see each other sporadically, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew he, I, I, I knew the demons were there, but I mean, whenever I saw him, he still looked like a million dollars, and I knew he was still doing shows, you know. So, yeah, yeah I missed. Well, that. I think before he finally got help, I think he like uh, wrapped his Corvette around a telephone pole. I, I don't remember. I don't know that. I do know he got in trouble. He passed out. I think he dropped Kelly Kelly off when when those two were dating. Uh -huh. I think he dropped her off at FCW, their old developmental. Yeah. And immediately went and pulled into a, I think, a Cracker Barrel parking lot and passed out. And 
you know, obviously, I think the cops came and arrested him for, you know, driving under the influence. God. Yeah. Yeah. He was funny. He was a good guy. He was, oh, he was another one that he would just spit, speak the truth. He literally told me, he was like, babe, I hated you. But then, like, <laughs> Great <"Wow."> impression. <laughs> hey, Babe. babe. <laughs> <laughs> he would call me and I would answer. I'd be like, I'd be like, Andrew, what's up? Babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a question for you, Ian Maven. Uh, what would your dream opponent slash stipulation have been back in 2002? I mean, I came into the show. I mean, I came into the business as, a, as a, just a rock mark. I mean, if you go back to my uh, my sixth grade classroom that I was teaching in 2001 before I left for Tough Enough, I had an entire wall devoted to wrestling and the rock. You know, so I was the ultimate mark. Um, so I would say... Just being able to, to to do some stuff in the ring with The Rock was cool. But, I mean, dream opponent, you know, dream storyline with someone would have probably been, you know, because if you can work, if you can work Rocky, you're going to get over. <laughs> I don't get paid, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Intergender match versus Tori Wilson singles. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I did a... Uh, I I had a storyline with Tori Wilson where she kissed me. Right. Uh -huh. have, I told, have I told you that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bill, Billy was there watching the. Yeah. Every time she kisses me, he goes, "How's my dick taste?" <laughs> I'm like, got another one here for you, Maven. Uh, how stiff was that chair shot from Taker? All right. It's one of those things that. You don't know. That was my first chair shot of that caliber. Um, so I don't know. Obviously, I know now that it was stiff. But at the time, I'd only had one chair shot to go off of. So to me, that's just what they all were like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it, it wasn't really stiff. Renee, back me up on this. The chairs don't hurt. They just stun you. It's almost like when they hit you, you kind of go a little numb and it didn't, and then it just stings. To, to actually, like, all right, if I am walking in my bedroom and I stub my toe on the edge of the bed, that's the worst pain on earth yeah. for 10 seconds of my life. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you could chop my arm off and it's going to hurt any worse than that for 10 seconds. Right. The chair shots doesn't fit, it's not that bad. It's not stubbing your toe. What now? Was it to the back or was it to the head? Oh no, it was. It was in the rumble. It was directly to the middle. He caught, but that was another thing. He caught me flush um, with the part of the chair you want to be caught with. Right. And then I did, and my hands were at my side. So he yeah, got looking back. Looking back, how fucking stupid was that? Oh, but <laughs> I took one from Kane, dude. He dented the chair right across yeah, my head. This chair was dented. I wish I would have kept the chair. That's the only thing. I wish I would have. I wish I would have kept it. But I mean, we didn't. I didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know back then. No one knew that head injuries was going to lead to 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 possible, you know, you know, CTE or the brain of an eighty-year-old when you're thirty. Right. We didn't know. Right. We were going out there and hey, take the chair shot. We'd rather you didn't put your hands up. You right. got it. Yeah. Yeah, you just do as you're told, right? 
I want to be on TV next week. You got it. Hit yeah. me twice. Fuck. Yeah. But it's then again, it's Taker. And Taker took care of me. Yeah. Didn't I? I mean, he hit me hard in safe places. <laughs> mm. uh, so we've got another quick one here for you, Maven. Uh, Sexton Hardcastle. Uh, hey, Maven, big fan. Who were some of the wrestlers you liked working with and who was difficult? Sexton. Imagine walking around with that name. <laughs> that was Edge's name in developmental. Um, guys, I liked working with. I loved working with Orton. I had great matches with Orton. Great matches with Orton. I enjoyed the uh, the uh, the tag matches we had, Renee. You know, I thought we always had good matches. Um, uh, minus Sly. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh! I just snapped my chair. <laughs> That's karma for talking shit on Sly. <laughs> That's God getting you. That's right? God getting you in real time. I love it. Fuck. Um, who was that your favorite chair? No, I was an old one. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> hey, do like Matt, do like Cardona, sell it. That's something right? puts anything out. He'll sell it and people flock to buy that shit. Right. Okay, so for all the people listening, the chair that I just broke is going. <laughs> Going on sale. Buy his bidder. There you go. You'll have people bidding on that damn shutter behind you. Right. Yeah. You'll be ripping, you'll be ripping planks off your house. <laughs> Just find them. <laughs> Guys, I didn't like working. I mean, I tried to make the the, the mess the best out of you know anybody um, that I was going to be out there. Um, I can't really think of anybody immediately offhand. That I just that I uh, what Goldberg Goldberg was tough for the simple fact that I knew I was because he and I tagged when he first came in and I knew it was going to be just me doing just taking all the heat and then hot tag rolling out I could have gotten a cab after that and went to the next town no one would have known <laughs> the flow and shine and then and then once he gets the victory they wouldn't even let me go in there and celebrate with him. <laughs> they were like, I was like, well, it's a tag match, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and that's some shit. You've had, you've had office for the chair, Renee. Someone said you'll buy it for $50. 50 bucks. All right. Renee, what? Renee, I'm in what? fucking Wall Street, dude. I make money. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Someone's offered $25 on a bubble, uh, bubble gum wrapper. Look at that. All right, keep them coming, dude. Keep it coming. Look, hey, look around. It's all everything's for fucking sale in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Do we have any more questions? Uh, none yet. Uh, someone you've mentioned a couple times, maybe. And I'll ask a question. Uh, obviously, we've we know what's happening at the end, but uh, Benoit, obviously, using the um, Survivor Series program, you know, yeah. eight of years. Great program. I loved it. It actually met it actually made that Survivor Series match mean something, whereas in today's it's just a took away match. But what was it like working with Benoit? Intense. Intensity. Yeah. Like I I I know obviously with uh with what you know what happened with Chris with, with Nancy with Daniel and it's hard to it's hard to separate the two from the man, the worker, um to obviously the the monstrous acts that that took place um so know that whenever i talk about 
him as a worker. It's strictly just that. Yeah. I got along great with Chris. I obviously never saw that side of Chris. Um, and just working with him, you had to bring it just because you knew his intensity. If your intensity was at 10, his was going to be at a hundred. Yeah. So you had to turn your shit up. That's just the way he was. He wasn't, he wasn't there for soft shit for anything less than a hundred percent. And you just knew that that's what he was going to give you. Um, yeah. Chris is a, it's a tough one because I always got along great with Chris. Chris, we all went out one night and, and after we left the bar, I don't know how, but he ended up in my hotel room, passed out on the bed. There was one bed. <laughs> it's like it's like one in the morning. Chris, there's Benoit sleeping on the bed. A, I'm not trying to like cuddle, like nestle up and get my half of the bed. Uh, not happening. I'm not, I'm not waking up. I'm not having him wake up at four in the morning. Not know. Be like, what the hell is, am I, you know, is this asshole beside me? That's not happening. Two, I he was snoring louder than only people I've ever heard snore louder was um, um, Rosie and I got, I got stuck in a room with Rosie and Umaga. Oh, Jesus. Those two sons of bitches were, I thought, like, I'm not kidding. If you had, like, a, like a gas-powered weed whacker, <laughs> it wouldn't have been louder than what those two. I'm not kidding. I left the hotel and I went and I slept at the, I went to the pool. It was one of those places at an indoor pool. I went and I, I put the, the, the chair at the pool down. Wow. And I put my head on a on a towel. Now was this is was this an HWA or was oh, this, this was on the road? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this was once we were now, <clears throat> were you getting free rental cars and free hotels and that's why they rode with you? <laughs> no, um I now that happened one week. <laughs> that happened one week and I got to the show and Taz went, How'd you get here? And I was like, the the office, they they rent, they gave me a cab. They no, they 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 sent me in a limo and they paid. He was like, "Don't ever fucking do that again." <laughs> right. And right. Um, yeah, they gave me they gave me rental cars for like I think one week, and then Taz smartened me up, and he was like, "Do not let the boys don't do it again, and don't let the boys know that they're picking up anything of yours." Right. He's like, "You yeah. want all instant heat? That'll do it." Yeah. 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 I just I didn't know. Exactly. You don't know. You don't realize. As you get here, you should have seen the limo that brought me here in. It was great. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, God. Yeah. That's He's it. like, you're lucky. You're <laughs> lucky. <laughs> uh, I, th I think we've got one more here for you, uh, Maven. Uh, Kid Frosty, how much, I, I would imagine you meant, how much fun did you have in Tough Enough? Uh, it, I mean, yeah, it was enjoyable, but it was. I viewed it as a job. Like I quit my job teaching. I sold my car. I canceled. I, I canceled. There you go. He's boxing your chair up. I canceled the lease on my uh, on my uh, apartment. I had like it was a job for me. If if tough enough didn't work out, I was gonna have to move back in home with my mom and figure life out. So I had like it was I was all in. So yeah, I had a good time, but it was also I had I had shit to get done, man. I had work to do. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, it worked out for you for I mean, you were there a good what five years? Six yeah, years? about five years. Five about years. Five years. Yeah. At that point in time, that was like the the average. More, yeah. Most guys would average five, six years. Either they I, got released or they snapped and quit. I've I've heard that wrestlers have a life expectancy of a uh, a career expectancy of like an NFL running back, which is about three and a half years. And you know what? Thinking about guys, that's probably about it. Right. Yeah. I think now there's a lot more guys that are actually staying there longer. It seems because we got the Sheamus guy and yeah. guy. They've been there a good ten years, ten, twelve years, right? Yeah. 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 God bless him. Yeah. God bless him. It goes back like like you remember the old school. Uh I mean I've I've read stories of guys from like WCW days. I mean they would they would get paid for two, three years under guaranteed contracts and not even go to shows. I was like, I I, I, why can't why can't that happen? I know. The, I think the best one was Lanny Poffo, that's Monster yeah. Man's brother. Yeah. Four year deal, a quarter of a million a year. He did one match. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Right. I'll take that deal right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right, guys. I got to jump off here. But, yes. Hey, hey man. It was great having you on. And uh, we'll definitely uh, take you up on the offer of doing a 30-minute every now and then. Oh, just let me know. Literally, just like James did, let me know. Give me two, two three days notice. Yeah. You can give me two, three days notice. I'm on anytime you need me. Oh, you're the best, bro. You're like the I best. said, Renee, anytime you, you're getting a little too big for your britches and you need your, your ego <laughs> camped back down, okay. you'll have people turning the channel immediately. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, brother. It's always a pleasure awesome. talking with you, man. Hey, also, um, I'm going to email you guys with, uh, with Danny's uh, information. Yes, uh, please. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I, and and I'll email it to you and just just contact him. I know he won't mind it. Awesome. Thank yeah, you so much, man. Appreciate it so much. It. You guys. Yeah. Right. Have fun on Wall Street. Break more. <laughs> Break more chairs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is going to the highest bidder. I'll sign it and come. Oh, you're still there? No. <laughs> Renee, you think I'm fucking kidding? <laughs> hey, sign that some bitch. Here's a hey, here's another thing. Okay. Today, because this is the day Queen Elizabeth died. Wow, it's true. Dude, September 8th, fucking sign that shit. I guarantee you, I guarantee you somebody will buy that. Okay. There's fucking idiots all out there, man. (laughs) You're you're live. You're live. (laughs) We're still Our, num- our, our subscribers are going down now. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I stand behind every word. <laughs> They're everywhere. We're still live. Okay, bud. Take care, guys. Have fun. Honestly, um, <laughs> oh, I was uh, telling my wife, I said, oh, podcasting with Maven tonight. I said, he's one of my favorite people. He's a good dude. <laughs>
Some people you want to start bidding for that chair. <laughs> <laughs> Email cafe dear, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I haven't laughed like that in a long time. Oh God! Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The joys of live streaming, everyone. We love it. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> Seriously, they should sign that. Actually, yeah, people will be interested in that. <laughs> oh yeah, this will. Uh... It's the uh, highest bidder. Just cover the shipping and it, it could be yours. All right. So, yeah, the queen died. I mean, she rest in peace. How are you feeling there? Do you need uh, a consultation? I know it's, uh, you know. Yeah. It's um, it's a big moment for British history. I mean, she's been queen for 70 years. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she actually celebrated a Diamond Jubilee this year and, um, yeah, I mean, for myself included, for a lot of people, it's the first time they've seen the British monarch die. So now, obviously, her son will be taking over. Uh, King Charles the Fair, he'll be now. So um, right. does it make a big difference? I Like I said to you off camera, the royal family's stayed away from politics for quite a while now, so that they don't get involved. But we've actually just had a new prime minister yesterday as well. Oh, Boris Johnson's out, right? He's out. We've brought this fucking idiot in. Uh, let's trust on the God. The country's fucked. <laughs> right? U- UK viewers, you know what I'm talking about. En- energy bills, uh, everything. It's, the country's fucked. Um, so we're just trying to make the best of it. But um, the thing that, like, the Queen and the Royal Family, it's f- I'm quite patriotic in my country. I love being from England, being from the UK. I'm proud of my country. But that, what you do, you've got this part of the country that are fucking idiots that despises their own country what they live in not mm. patriotic at all mm. and uh, I don't know why and there's a lot there's a large congenent that wants to you know abolish the royal family this fucking prime minister the double standards like the hip- she's such a hypocrite when she was a young up and coming politician she wanted to destroy the monarchy and like we don't need them now she's prime minister. Oh, I love the monarchy. I love the royal family. Condolences to the queen. But this, but this woman was just a proper career politician. And by the way, everyone, I'm not left wing or white uh, right wing. I'm fairly in the middle. I just call that out. There's some good people on both sides of the political spectrum, but there's also some fucking idiots either side. Mm-hmm. And if you go too far left or too far right, you end up being the same as the other, basically. You're just an idiot. Yeah. But... Um, the Queen, I always felt she was a calm and presence for the country. And people would tune in for, you know, her Christmas speech. And, um, like, people love the. There's still a lot of the country that loves the royal family. And the amount of tourism they bring in, and, like, people think, oh, they're just living on the taxes. But I'm like, you don't realise how much money they generate in revenue, like, from tourism. Like, people don't have a clue. And the money they do do for charity and things like that, like, people generally don't have a clue but because a lot of people just read what they say on twitter from some random account with a cartoon character in the as a profile picture they just go to believe that but when the people's using the common sense of their brain like yeah they, they actually do a lot for the country but people just don't realize it yeah you know it's weird because as much time as i spent in the uk and i spent a lot of time there 
I never once went and visited the Royal Palace and all that other shit. Buckingham, right? That's where it's at. Buckingham Palace. Yeah, but, I've been to Buckingham, but I never bothered, you know. But it's like Americans are jealous that we've got a royal family because that's why you see the likes of like celebrities, like celebrities like the Kardashians and people like that. Americans hold these people on a pedestal and puts them up so high because this is a real famous person and that. But they would kill to have a royal family like us. And that's how it is. But um, there's a lot of idiots out there. And they, when they say that the royal family doesn't do anything for the country, they honestly don't have a fucking clue. Like, not a clue. Mm. So um, they need to educate themselves. But because they follow whatever anime character on Twitter says, what do you call it? And I'm not bashing Americans at all. I'm just saying that a lot of your policies now, you hold up Kardashians like the royalty. Your politics has become a, a reality show. I'm not bashing you. I'm just calling out how it is. Our politics is even worse. So just because I'm saying these things doesn't mean I'm bashing you. But you just need to get a reality check. But um, yeah, well, yeah, it's sad. But see how King Charles does, I suppose. It's going to be weird now because all the notes are going to be changed. Now you're going to start seeing Charles on the notes and not the Queen. Is that going to change? Yeah, that will start changing tonight. Because, you know, up here in Canada, all our coins have the queen on them. Yeah, well, that'll, that'll start changing now. Which is fucking weird, ain't it, when you think about it? She's been on the coins for 70 years. Well, ever since I've been alive, that's... One well, of exactly, the since my parents have been alive. Yeah, right? Oh, so King Charles is going to be on the coins now. King Charles III. I mean, a lot of people wishes it was getting passed straight on to William, <laughs> but it can't. <laughs> Unless well, he unless he decided, right? Like if Charles said, I don't want it, give it to my son. I suppose so. What Charles has got the record, he's like the longest waiting king, you know, monarch in, in waiting. Like he's waited for so many years as well. Um some people thought he would die before the queen. <laughs> right. But um but now now our next three monarchs are gonna be all kings. You got King Charles, yeah, you got Prince William is gonna be the next king, and then you've got William's eldest son, uh, George, who's going to be the king after that. So the next three monarchs is going to be kings now. So uh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Imagine being the king of England. That's kind of cool. Well, that Prince William's son, George, is the same sort of age as my boy. And they look very similar, by the way, as well. Yeah. And well, I'm thinking, well, look at that little kid. He's just been born. And, you know, this little child is going to be the future king of England. like... How lucky. <laughs> mm. Well, so, uh, but mean, then, it has its negatives too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, look at poor Diana. She got hounded by the uh, press and the meat and paparazzi to her death, literally. Yeah. So, that's but that's another thing. You've got the fucking idiots what thinks there's a conspiracy first that the uh, queen ordered the kill. I'm like, come on, use your brains. Oh, you, oh yeah. Was that, was that a thing back in the day? <laughs> it's a thing now. Oh, really? Yeah, people just, they've got an overactive imagination. Like I said, you still got the idiots that thinks the earth is flat. All right. So, uh, hey, enough with the politic bullshit. Let's talk wrestling. Let's talk wrestling. Right, guys. I didn't ignore your super chats. It's just that we wanted just to answer the ones with Maven. Oh, God. He's the greatest, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely, definitely a returning uh, feature of the program. He's, definitely. God. Man, so, if you're watching, I love you, bud. Yeah. Um, 
So while I'm trying to find the Super Chats, Renee, uh, we spoke about the um, AEW debacle the other day and uh, CM Punk going crazy, and uh, there's been some suspensions handed out. Right? So, okay, give me the whole list. So you had... Uh, so, yeah, the Young Bucks, Buck. Kenny Omega, Nakazawa, that's Omega's buddy, right? Yep. Uh, Christopher Daniels, which I was surprised with. Isn't he the head of relation, talent relations? Probably. Um, well, I mean, what the hell? Why would he get? Didn't he was? From what we're told, he was just trying to break it up, right? Yeah, pretty much. But obviously, well, just... um, friends with the books and Omega. He's been friends with him for years, but um, he tried to break it up. Uh, but he's been suspended. Um, as far as I know, um, the one who started biting them. Um, a steel, he's been uh, took off the road now, and um, CM Punk, which is a fucking coincidence. Apparently, he injured his, he got injured in that match in the main event, <laughs> and he's going to be out injured for eight months. Okay, so he he does one match, gets injured. How long was he out for? Well, this was it. He was out for three months before and. Yeah, out for three months. Now he's out for eight months. He looked fine during the press conference. Well, yeah. Um, if you're that injured, how could you sit there and do a press conference for 15 minutes bashing everybody under the sun? I mean, if you're in that much pain. Yeah. Apparently, so they say he got injured from doing a uh, suicide dive or something. Uh-huh. Um, it's meant to be a serious injury. Serious injury. He's been there, so he's got he's gonna be injured for eight months. They haven't officially said if he's suspended or released. Um, I think it's I think they're just saying he's injured just to take the heat off them and then you know say lay low for a few months and we'll bring you back and people forget about it. Yeah, Tony Khan ain't firing him. I just so, think he's soaking a money mark for all his money, that's what I think, but. Whatever, dude. Yeah, he's letting the inmates run, uh, run the asylum now, and um, it's gonna be a real test of his character. It was all fun and games when it was all like first down the honeymoon period, but now when some egos starts getting involved, and like he, I think it was Jericho who calmed it down. Jericho did. Yeah, I think. Well, security came in. Jericho said to Tony Khan during the press because Jericho was on the press call after Punk, I think. Mm -hmm. While he's on it, you can see people running to the back and uh, Jericho said to Tony Khan, st stuff is happening backstage. Uh -huh. But uh, apparently a lot of people the last few weeks has been looking to Jericho as the locker room leader. Uh -huh. And he's been a, I don't know, he's been like a common influence on the locker room because there's the thing, and loads of people told us this, like CM Punk likes walking around locker rooms calling himself the locker room leader. Uh-huh. And I'm like, if you have to go around calling yourself the locker room leader, you're not the locker room leader. What they should do is they should do it just like Japan. The senior means the eldest. Yeah. Should be the locker room go-to guy. So is Jericho, I, I imagine he's like 55 now, right? Yeah, he's like early to mid-50s, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So do like the Japanese do. The elders get the say. 
You understand? How, how many times did you hear The Undertaker say he was the locker room leader? You didn't have to. Exactly. Yeah, it was a known fact. But definitely, you, yeah. The elder, the eldest in the locker room should be the one who, and you don't have to go around and say it. You don't have to go around. If you do, that means you're an insecure little cunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? If a man has enough power, he can speak softly and everyone will listen. Did you hear the uh, Cody and Chris Jericho story? I did not. So this was on uh, one of Jericho's cruises. I think this was, I don't know, must have been two or three years ago before Punk came in. Uh-huh. And uh, they turn the story on how CM Punk came into the locker room and he was calling himself the locker, locker room leader. <laughs> Not once, but a few times. Cody said multiple times. And there was this one time, and uh, he said, right, as the locker room leader, and Jericho was thinking, you're not the, you're not my fucking leader. Right. So Punk said, as the locker room leader, I think everyone should pick up their trash and pick up their rubbish. <laughs> so they said, all of a sudden, Booker T stood up and, like, drops, like, a paper cup to the floor or something. <laughs> I ain't picking up my own trash. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You can't ask a guy, an elder, because Booker's way older than Punk was. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why the Japanese have it have the right method as as far as the locker room goes. The elder. Well, do you remember when we had RVD on the show like many moons ago? Right, and he was sat down and he just returned. So this would have been uh, this must have been after a suspension. So this was '06. So Punch just came in probably, mm-hmm. and he said he was sat down and Punk came along and said. Right, we're gonna have a locker room talk. You can come if you want to. You don't have to come, but you can come. Right. And Rob was looking like, "What the fuck?" CM Punk's locker room leader. <laughs> oh yeah, he tried that shit right when he got there. Yeah, like right off the bat. <clears throat> it's like, dude, that's how you get heat on yourself. You gotta earn. Mm. You gotta earn a spot like that, you know. Yeah. So. Well, this is it. Like, obviously, he had a good run in WWE. He was hot at the time, but he walked away from wrestling for seven years. And also, in these seven years, he was bashing wrestling and bashing wrestling fans. <laughs> he's, he's returned. And yes, he got a big pop. I was excited when he returned. You know, I, I thought, wow, this is a game changer for AEW. CM Punk returned. It's been lackluster. Um, but how's this guy expect himself to be the big locker room leader when he's left wrestling for seven years? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and especially after, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That performance he had in the UFC really hurt wrestling. Yeah, big time. It's like that time uh, <clears throat> Dave Batista had his little fucking MMA fight, and then the night before the fight, or a couple days before the fight, the guy he was supposed to fight came down with a mysterious injury. Right. And then did you see the guy that they replaced him with? I can't say I watched the fight. Okay. Go and look it up. It's on YouTube. Go look at the guy that Dave Batista fought. Just just look at his fucking physique, and you can tell how much fucking training this guy did. <laughs> you think that wasn't a fucking payoff by Vince? Hundred fucking ten percent. Guarantee you. But um uh... That's enough for Punk. Uh, fuck him. If we keep people, because the thing is, we're talking about people's like, oh, CM Punk lives rent free on this podcast. 
No, idiots. It's a topic what's being talked about by every other show. If we don't talk about it, we're not doing our job. Uh, right. So anyway, Renee, let's get to some uh, super chats. Right. Thank you. Everything is still going from my chair. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiots. One of you's bid for it. <laughs> oh, that, okay. that killed me. Dark <laughs> uh, Knight returns. Renee, what does your chest tattoo mean? Uh, Japan. I got it when I was drunk. Yeah, I came home from my first All Japan tour, and I had so much fun on the tour that when I got home, I was drinking with my buddies, and then we went to an online tattoo shop. And I woke up the next morning and was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? This hurts. And I look, and it goes like, oh, shit. Yeah. So. Could have been worse. It could have been worse, yeah. I could have been a lot worse, yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, by the way, everyone, I think Paul will be joining us. He's uh, just got oh, some work to do, so hopefully he'll be making an appearance. So stay tuned. Yeah. I don't know if you want to answer this. Are the rumors about Randy switch hitting true? Is there rumors about him switch hitting? Yeah. There is? He asked if they're true. Have you heard that? You're the one that seems to know everything. Have you heard that? Nope. Well, you heard about uh, Hunter and B Batista double teaming one ex diva. That was on the internet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, listen, listen. Nothing surprises me. There's all kinds of freaky people out in the world, man. Um. Let's see. I think that was a question for Maven, but you could probably answer it. Um, let's okay. just see. I'm just trying to catch up here. Um, let's see. Um, where are we? PSA's weeping mangina. I will offer <laughs> a nice show at Ogle and a bottle of Jack. <laughs> All right. And a, and a fucking uh, burnt CD of uh, Bad Street USA. You got a deal. It's all yours. A lot of people want that chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll sign it and date it and put rest in peace Queen Elizabeth II on it. Uh, PSA is weeping mangina again. Uh, it's a question for Maven, but you can talk about it, Renee. Uh, Maven was very brave and honest how open he was about his addiction. Did you have uh, any run-ins with me backstage? Derp, derp. <laughs> derp, derp. Oh, he's talking about, I don't know. I don't know. I imagine. I imagine Michael Hayes will definitely save that question because Maven's coming back on 100%. So oh, save yeah. that question and then uh, we'll ask Maven when he comes back on. It's always great seeing Maven because you can see uh, Wall Street in the background. Yeah, that's uh, is that in Times Square? I don't know where it's at. It's a great story, though, isn't it, Renee? I mean, you, obviously he's been open and he was struggling with his issues, and um, he was down in the dumps. And the the way he's been able to build himself back up and now nice, successful job in Wall Street. Honestly, it's a, like it's a real good story. You, because we've heard so many horror stories in wrestling. Mm. It's actually great to hear like a good story like that happen to someone. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Between him, Matt Morgan, because Matt Morgan's another guy who's open with his addictions too, right? Yeah. Back from it, got out of the business. And then, uh, <clears throat> Christ, he's a mayor. 
three time there. Free time, free time, free time. Oh. So uh, I don't think people was liking my uh, comments on the uh, monarchy, but that's just me. I'm just patriotic about my country. Very much so, yeah. What, what's it like in Canada? I would imagine, well, from every well, Canadian I've spoken to, you're all proud to be Canadian. Right now, it's uh, I think it's about 21 degrees out. So yeah. it's a little cloudy, blue skies. Um, as far as living here, no, I mean, is Canadians still very patriotic? I got a goddamn maple leaf tattooed on my chest. Well, there you go. Can't get more patriotic than that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Actually, I was looking at a last year, 2021, Canada was ranked number one as far as the greatest countries to live in. Yeah, yeah, so. But I mean, to each his own, right? There's some people don't want to live here, just like in your country, right? Mm. You know, ain't that? It's, um, it's people living here, and they shit on the country, saying how terrible the country is, but yet they're living here and they're still having a good life here, and that's what pisses me off the most. Yeah, I try going living in one of these third world fucking countries where, where communist countries where. You know, go try living in North Korea and tell me how, how bad it is anywhere else, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, and it's like, because even like Americans, that's patriotic. And I, whichever country you're from and you're patriotic, like all the power to you, you should be proud of the country you're from. Yeah. But it's even like frowned upon being an American, uh, patriotic American. And I don't know why you should be proud of the country you're from. Um, well, some people, I know some people look at it like being patriotic of your country is racist for some bizarre reason. And I'm like, why? You're like, you're born in that country, you're from that country. Why is that? But I don't know, some people are just idiots and they've got nothing better to do in their lives. Anyway, uh, Kaylee, Rebecca, thank you. Uh, Renee, I have serious hair envy. What's your secret? <laughs> Genetics, sweetheart. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what's great for um, gray hair? Or a prevention of gray hair, seaweed. Right. Really? Yeah. I'm going great. Are you? Yeah. <clears throat> Try eating a seaweed a seaweed salad, maybe three or four times a week. Seaweed is a great prevention for gray hair. Eating it. Yeah. I thought you was gonna say put on. <laughs> no, 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 no. <clears throat> no, no seaweed. Seaweed is great for that. Um, I also don't wash my hair more than twice a week right yeah i am uh i'm known as because i have a brother he he washes his hair shampoo every day and he's actually going bald he's actually is he is bald like a big bald spot i just let the natural grease sit in there like every usually mondays and thursdays i'll wash my hair like which mm. yeah i think yeah because you know the um Cause I noticed because I think I'm thinning on top. You know the clip where me, you, and Paul's talking about uh, Teddy Hart, and you know when Paul said Eddie makes his own clothes, and I lost it. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I I I bend over, and also I can see like my scalp <laughs> when I was doing it. No, it doesn't look too bad. I don't think. Uh, it's, but, it's it's you're thinning on the top. Yeah, I'm worried. I, so, uh, yeah, 
I'm just gonna let me grow like yours. Fuck it. I got I got great genetics because my father is 86 year 86 year old next month and he has no gray hair. Wow. And no, and he's not bald. Well, we have to do an episode about the Maritimes one day. A few people's been asking for it. Yeah, I can tell you what I know. Uh, Pokemon Trainer. I think Pokemon Trainer is one of our Japanese fans because he does uh, always got questions about Japanese wrestling. So okay. if you are looking from Japan, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Muta retiring at Tokyo Dome February 2023 against Okada or against Mystery, possibly Okada. Have you heard much about that? Ooh. Yeah, I just saw the, the news. Right. So I haven't heard any word yet, but there's a possibility that I might just be there. Yeah. I've been around Muda for 16 years. I mean, it's so fucked up because every company I've been with, I ended up with him. Hustle is the first time I met him. Then I went to work for him for all Japan. Then when he branched off and started Wrestle One, I'm there. And I go to Noah and he shows up. <laughs> yeah, I must have wrestled Muda at least 100 times. That's a fucking privilege, isn't it? Yeah. I learned a lot from Muda, yeah. Like working with like a legit legend who's worked with. He, he actually came here. He actually came and visited my hometown yep. and stayed. Yeah, yeah. I had dinner at my dad's house and. When I was drinking with, I mean, how cool is it to say, yeah, I went out drinking with Muda. Actually, I went out drinking with Muda a bunch. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. These are the stories I like hearing, just yeah. talking about the legends. Like in Japan, what? it's like, it's almost like a privilege to be able to sit next to like your senpai, a senior star like him, and then go to like Korean barbecue. And then yeah. you cook, you'd like take the meat and make sure it's cooked. That's like considered a privilege. So I've done that many a times with him. Because wow. again, it's it's seniority, right? He's he's a senpai, he's a senior. I'm a junior, so I'm a young boy next to him. So and a foreigner as well. Yeah, I don't know. He always we always got along. He always liked me because of my size, right? My physique. Yeah. He's really into working out too. And then the fact that I can move well for my size. Like I come off the top rope. And please don't judge me by the shit you saw in the United States. Don't forget, I was told what to do, and you you were held back from doing certain stuff. Like, why would you do this? You're a bad guy. Because I can, motherfucker. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Brandon Foray. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, Renee, what happened to Fifi? Fifi's at my parents across the street right now. <laughs> Uh, I dropped him off because he was being a whiny little bitch. And uh, I have to go pick him up before the wife gets home. She gets mad. Well, my home. dog's... Uh, let me think. I think my dog's six months old now. It still fucking barks all the time. Mm. Did you get it fixed? Did you get it neutered? No, it's a girl. I'm waiting for it to get pregnant so I can have some pups. Oh, you're going to breed it? Oh, uh, uh, it's a cockapoo. They're actually quite a popular do dog now. A cockapoodle or a cockapoo? A uh, cockapoo. It's a cocker spaniel and a poodle. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're um, pretty uh, popular. I'm not going to rush it. It's still a puppy, but when it gets a year and a half old or something like that, then yeah, or um, what do you call it? Um, I'll have a look, but um, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's my pets, 
but you know you can't help but think oh you could probably make some money off this like in the future if you really wanted to but I don't know I think I'll probably just keep her as a pet if anything mm. so yeah. um but yeah she's uh, she's okay she does bark a little bit but um she's okay yeah she's very close to me because when I, whenever I'm not home she's quiet but as soon as I come home she's barking for my attention because you're a male probably yeah. <laughs> uh Dark Knight Returns, thank you. Uh, Renee, would you ever take a bump from a child like a goofball Omega or Cardona? Cardona did it too? I think he done one recently. I think I might be wrong. Well, in Omega's case, he was, at the time, a no-name. He was a foreigner in Japan working for a certain promotion. You do what the promoter asked you. You understand? I don't think he had a choice. Now, if he were to do it now, <clears throat> with the level of position that he's in with that company, then I would fucking say he's a goof. Mm. At that point in time, he because he was signed with WWE before. And he walked out and he went to Japan. He was told by people power that he could get him to all Japan, which he didn't. Right. Right. So, and being a Canadian, like I can tell you right now, just how difficult it is to get steady work. Like you're in the UK, you know, independent wrestlers in the UK, they can work a lot if they really want to. Yeah. You have all of these European countries where you can fly to. It's very close. Canada is very, very difficult. Yeah. So him getting to Japan, getting to any company he could, which so happened to be the DDT, and that's what they were about. <clears throat> he's not in a position to say, I'm not doing that. Oh, you're not doing that? Well, guess what? There's probably a thousand foreigners who are willing to do what we asked them to. You understand? But it worked. In the end, it worked out for him because he started doing tours with all Japan and new Japan and they gave him the big push. <clears throat> so, but no, a guy like Cardona, he should have enough clout to not do that. So mm -hmm. him doing that. Why? Like, uh, like the only thing I could do a thing about it, he's, he seems to be a fun loving guy. I'd love to have him on the show. I know you're going to be on the match card OTT with him in Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um, so, but well, I think he just, he's, I, I mean, first and foremost, he is genuinely a wrestling fan. Him and Brian Myers, they collected all the figures. And I think he just likes having fun. And he's one of the top independent workers now. Um, like, I can understand it from both ways. Some, and yeah, I understand that oh, taking a bump from a child, it kills the business, which it kind of does. Well, it does. Well, then I can understand the family aspect and just having fun. So um, as long as everyone knows, as long as he's taking the bump and it's not threat serious, if that makes sense. I have to see it. And I can judge. I haven't him. seen it. I've, I've heard that he did. I haven't seen it. But if it was like in good jest now, I'm like, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. If I saw it, then I could give you more, uh, more of an opinion. Um, life of the Goat. Thoughts on Andrew Tate. Renee, have you heard of Andrew Tate? I have not. Who is he? He's the top G. <laughs> He's a white? Andrew Tate is a fucking legend. <laughs> He's a white? He's a legend. Of what? 
Oh, just for an ass. So, <laughs> where's he they, from? He, what does he do? All right, so I think it's uh, it's weird. I don't know if he's American or he's actually English. He was brought up in America, or he's American brought up in England. Um, very divisive person. Very di- divisive. He's one of them. He says how it is. He doesn't care if it offends anyone. Okay. And some people accuse him of being misogynist and things like that. And it's not a thing. He's he's kind of got some old school ways. He believes like you know most women, uh, you know, should be happy being mothers or wives and stuff like that. But then there's other things. What he says, I'm thinking. Well, some women do want careers and that. Um, but very diverse. If some people like respects all these things what he says, but some people just hates him. But the one thing what happened. So he was on. Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, and Facebook. And he got kicked off all of them. It was like these all, all of them got together and kicked them off. So he's moved over to this other service called Rumble. Because people thought, yes, because there's this big fat guy from the UK called Daz who got him cancelled, basically. Because uh, that's the thing, someone gets popular, people like to bring it down because they're ankle biters because they've got nothing to contribute themselves. He's moved over to this other platform. Sorry, people, there's a big storm coming in. Um, he's moved over to this other platform, Rumble, and he's took over 300,000 subscribers within a few days. Wow. So um, I think he's funny, but some people don't like him. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these comments. He's like, he's a piece of shit. Uh, Tate, big papa pumps. But, uh, I don't know. I don't even know who the fuck he is, so I can't yeah. comment. Um, I he uh, he was a professional kickboxer, so he probably has some head trauma. Yeah, I think the people that don't like him are the what we call the beta males. People, uh, the female uh, male feminists, I call them. So uh, people who thinks if they act like a, a male feminist, they'll get a girlfriend, even though. Women's got no interest in them. Sorry, guys. I call that how it is. Okay, you're pathetic. Grow up here. Uh, start losing, making us lose subscribers. But I'm getting cancelled tonight. <laughs> um, Brandon Frey. I'm sure you asked this question before, Brandon. Renee, if you had JBL Sparky plug in a room with a door lock for 10 minutes, what would you do? I wouldn't say a word. I'd just sit. And just wait. And then I'd show them if they wanted to get physical, I'd show them what I learned in Japan over the last 16 years. That's it. I can't hear anything. Is the storm coming in? Yeah. Um, let's see. Right. Blaze, James is trying to get cancelled. <laughs> I probably have. Who's that? Oh. Blaze. Oh, Blaze. Hi, Blaze. Right. Uh, I've got another one here. Uh, Maven tells me Renee's got a car chair, uh, got a chair for sale. <laughs> you got that right. It's the, it's the back piece of a chair. It's beautiful. It's 
plastic. You can use it in a hardcore match. I'll sign it, put a smiley face on it. I'll date it. And I'll even put a Canadian quarter with the queen. And rest in peace. Renee, how much would you charge for a hair versus hair match? One million dollars. Uh, Gary Stevens, thank you for joining. I think the uh, us going a bit early is for off the subscribers because normally we don't record for another half an hour, so I think it's for off a lot of subscribers. Right. Yeah, because we yeah. started early, right? Uh, hey, uh, thanks, Gary Stevens. Hey, Renee, uh, what was your go-to group to smoke blunts when you were in WWE? Also, who was the most fun guys to blaze with? For some reason, every time I smoke pot with Rob, I would get super paranoid. Uh, probably because we set off the alarm at the hotel and the fucking the whole alarm hotel system was going off. Uh, I smoked, yeah, one Paul London. Paul London was probably the funnest. Is that a word, funnest, or the most enjoyable? One night I spent I spent Christmas Christmas with Paul and his family in Austin, and I don't remember I don't remember anything because that's all we did. It was one after another after another. We went to the theater, watched a movie. Don't remember, yeah, but definitely the funnest guy would be Paul. <clears throat> Is he coming on? Um, because I'll message him in a minute just to see uh, if he's still on. Um. He, he did say he had a few things to do today, but he's going to try and jump on if he can. Right. So, um, yeah. just had his comment, James is going to bash stoners now. I'm not, you can do what you want. <laughs> You're going to bash stoners? I think it's it's weird because here in Canada, it's completely legalized, right? Yeah. So, for us, it's normal. But I, I can see why, like, in the UK, you guys kind of like, it's taboo, right? Even um, though a shit ton of UK people smoke pot, like a lot, oh, yeah. amongst other things. I mean, I've I've never have, but I don't care. Like I, I still hang out with people that has. It doesn't bother me. It's just yeah. personal choice. I rather like I don't drink at all. No. Ever. Unless well, I'm smoking drink. healthier than drinking anyway. Right, drinking is. I mean, it's fun well, every now and then, but. But I will be uh, drinking once we reach 25,000 subs, everybody. So let's get those subs up. Yeah. Drinks with Dupree. Drinks with Dupree. Ben Hinmarsh, in WCW, ECW, you faced Bulls Mahoney. What was it like to wrestle and got any good stories about him? He was a funny guy. Balls? Yeah. Uh, one night, we're, this, this is when they were doing the ECW house shows, right? I shot him into the into the rail, and a fan was like bent over. And balls, I mean, he would really take. He took it took it hard, but it, it busted open the kid's head, and he was crimson mass. There was blood. He was probably drinking beer too. The the fan, and he was covered in blood. And then they had to bring the fan back and like give him a bunch of t-shirts so he wouldn't sue or whatever. Yeah, no, but balls was a excellent, excellent wrestler. Um easy to work with we toured with france post wwe 
we did a tour of France with balls, but the only thing about balls was his hygiene wasn't really the greatest. <laughs> like I have admit that I washed my hair twice a week. He might have washed his hair twice a month. Yeah. But but I I traveled with him and I really enjoyed my time around him. Yeah, I was sad when he passed away. Yeah, it's weird because he was always one of them people that seemed a bit every. It was like every year it would come out. Bose Mahoney's passed away, and it happened so many times. I didn't realize he actually did pass away. Yeah, yeah, man, that's the thing. I saw like a clip of him before shortly, and you know, this again, the disease of addiction. You know, especially in our business when especially the style that he wrestled, you know, it's kind of hard to avoid the, the, the painkiller trap. And once you're hooked, you're hooked. Right. So. Uh, another question by Dark Knight. Renee, why did for son-in-law never make you a workout buddy like he did with Batista? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because I'm Canadian. Really? Maybe. Potentially. Uh, see the thing that he has over Batista, even though Batista is physically like bigger than he is, is that Batista was not a good wrestler. Understand? Yeah. Batista is not the wrestler Hunter is. Is tart in in terms of like a, a ring general. So he always, you know what I mean. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There was times where he was actually kind of sort of nice to me but there was I, I just seen like how big of a prick he can be right yeah but there were times where he's actually you know a gentleman so yeah and from what i'm hearing now everybody loves him did you watch raw the other night renee i did not and the reason being is because it wasn't on baseball oh, yeah it was, what was it baseball swing i think it was baseball yeah Right, and then the other night I tried to watch uh, AEW, and again I think it was either baseball or tennis. So I don't know. I think it's tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't bother this week. I should have done because, well, uh, I didn't watch it, but I know that after with what happened, I know Tony Khan vacated the world title and the trios title. Oh, did he vacate all the championships? Yeah, so the uh, trios of six man. Uh, I think. Uh, Death Triangle won that, which was Pac, Penta, and Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And the world title is going to be in the tournament. So they're not doing that interim bullshit anymore? How many times can you do it? <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, definitely, right? Um, yeah. Listen, Tony's got to realize first and foremost that he has all the power. He's got the connections to the television. Without television, these guys ain't shit. Yep. He's got to grow a pair of fucking nuts and fast. Because after watching that, him curl up next to those guys and... Listen. Miss one paycheck. Do this. Miss one paycheck for those guys. Mm. And see how fast they're your friend. Yeah. Yeah. 25K subs and James shaves his beard life. <laughs> I, yes, in a drunken stupor. Last time I shaved my beard up, like clean shave, oof, about three years ago. Wow. 
I've got a baby face, so you I do. can. Yeah, you do. So yeah. um, I don't know. It depends. If I lose a load of weight, I might try it. Um, Drew Stevens, thank you for streaming and a great guest too. Thank you, Drew. If you had a final match, which one wrestler would you put over and lay down for? Great question. I wouldn't lay down for nobody. Heartbreak kids. Please <laughs> don't nobody. <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> right. Um, in Japan, I mean, depends where. I don't follow the American stuff close enough to really tell you. I I will say this. I do sometimes miss working in the North America, like on a higher level or whatever. But in Japan would be uh, Kaito and Noah. Yes. Uh, he, he's the future of that promotion. Uh, New Japan, it would definitely be Sonata. Uh, I was going to ask you, Renee, how is Sonata's English? Good. Yeah. I'm just he's saying. Yeah, I'd like, love to have them on. I don't know what the deal's like with New Japan. I, I've heard they can be pretty strict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. Like, I could maybe potentially get Minero Suzuki on here. Oh, man. Please. But I'd have to have my wife to translate. Right. Because, like, Tajiri, he is actually the better speaking English Japanese guy that I know. I mean, uh, Marafuji's very good. Yeah. He's very, very good English. Uh, Ogawa's very good. Shono's not bad. Muda's pretty good. Sonata's pretty good. Uh, I know uh, Chono. Uh, I think I've Ultimo Dragon done an interview recently, and I know Chono was his translator for it. Oh, in English? Yeah, not Chono. Um, oh, it, um, uh, Ono. Uno, sorry, yeah, Sonny Uno. Yeah, yeah, he was the translator for it. Yeah, him and Sonny are super tight. Yeah. Uh, a couple more. Gary Stevens. Hi, James. How's your son doing after the recent health issue? Hope he's well. Uh, yeah, Gary, he's doing very well. He's uh, up, running up and down, and uh, it's like it's never happened up here that way. So, uh, thank you for that. That uh, means a lot. Uh, Tipsy Bacon, 25k. James hits the bong. <laughs> We're gonna get you stoned, man. I'm like CM Punk. I'm straight edge, except I'm not a prick. Uh, well, hold on. Don't you, don't you have sex? Isn't like give me the definition of straight edge here, please, somebody. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You don't get any narcotics. But you're not supposed to have sex either, right? I don't know, but do you reckon that's why he's just a miserable person? Because he doesn't like I said, I don't do drugs, but you know, whatever's poison but the fact he doesn't even drink as well do you reckon that's why he's so miserable i don't know because the wwe locker room so you said like some you, you can get heat if you don't go out with a drink with the boys obviously you know that first hand mm. and back, uh, then, all, back then back then mm. um i guess he kind of missed a lot well there was a couple of old timers i suppose still there but the fact that he doesn't go out drinking fern he must have been like you know, not well like that. Well, obviously he's not well like well, that. It's not necessarily go out drinking. It's like you just don't go out and socialize with the guys. But 
the same point, it's like, why would heels and baby faces go out? And, you know what I mean? Like in the town we're working. I remember when I first started with my dad and stuff, even to this day, my father, if he knew I was doing this and talking openly, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how old school he is. That's what I got brought up with, right? Yeah. Yeah. But now it's so fucking overexposed. I mean, Jesus Christ, WWE has these A&E biographies where it's like, you know, you're exposing it to like everyday people. It's not just on your wrestling show or on the internet, right? No. No, no, you can't defend it because people's work are so bad. You know, even guys were considered great workers. When you're standing on, on top rope for fucking 31 seconds with guys with their hands out, Waiting for you. How do, how do you defend that? You know what I mean? yeah. Here's a question for you, Renee. If there was one wrestler, someone who's not had a podcast who you would have loved to listen to, who would it be? I've got one answer straight away. Go ahead. Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Yeah. How great would that be? Yeah. Especially <sighs> with uh, Gorilla or with Gene. Yeah. Can you imagine Bobby Heenan and Grilla Monsoon with a podcast? Damn. Oh, fuck. I think he'd probably get cancelled real quick, though. <laughs> He's done some hilarious jokes you can't tell him these days. Yeah. With some yeah, good I mean, ones as well. Yeah, but I mean, as sensitive as the world is, you probably say something that's, you know... Like, if you go watch his shoot interview... Did you ever watch his shoot interview he did in 2002? I think I did, but I haven't watched it for a while. Yeah, if, if you go and listen to that, like, he, if that were to be done today, he'd be cancelled right away, right? Yeah. Here's a fun question for you tonight. We'll uh, get back to some Super Chats in a minute, but uh, I like doing Mount Rushmore's. By the way, everyone, if there's a podcast one of my friends do called, uh, his name's Mags, uh, it's called Badlands, and the show every week is about wrestling Mount Rushmore's. Head over and say, James sent you. It's a great show. Um, but yeah, Renee, Bobby Heenan, so speaking of managers, if we keep to WWF, yeah. you're Mount Rushmore of uh, WWF managers. Oh. Heenan's at the top. Yes. I'd have to put Harvey Wilpman up there. Yeah. Paul Bearer? No. He annoyed Bearer? the fuck out of me. Even as a kid. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that whole... Yeah, I want to fucking just turn... I turned the channel. Personally. Jimmy Hart? Uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I guess as a kid. But sometimes that megaphone would just get annoying as shit too, right? Well, that was the idea, wasn't it? I guess, but I, to me, it's not really like... It's a more of annoyance... And like heat, you know. But yeah, I mean, you know who who doesn't get brought up a lot, but I enjoyed was Frenchie Martin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because he worked for my dad, right, Frenchie? Yeah. Yeah. No, he was actually a really good wrestler too. Uh, but uh, Sean Mooney had a great Frenchie Martin story. What he told me. What did he say? So. um French Martin, he would like to travel through airports with this big suitcase. Uh-huh. And he would like to trip over 
and the contents of these suitcases falls out. Uh-huh. So one time he's walking through an airport and he falls and he sees this group of elderly women. He falls over, the suitcase opens and it's full of big dildos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he was he was known as to be like a like the life of the party, Frenchie Martin. Yeah. And that is a good one. Uh, Corny had a good run in the mid nineties. I don't know. Not uh, like I mean, he. Yeah, he did. I mean, he had a good run, but I. Uh, I wish I would have been a fan in the mid south, like during his prime. I guess you would say, like, with the Midnight Express and stuff, and really go back and watch that. Hmm. But as far as a talker, yeah. I mean, I remember those segments they had in 97 where it was like Corny goes off. He was talking about like the WCW war and shit. Yeah. Like shoot, shoot promos. Yeah. I remember being so into that. Couldn't wait for it to come on every week just to hear him talk, right? Definitely one of the best talkers ever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Shelly was turned on by Renee on his first WWE ECW match. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, I know we've got quite a few more here. Let me just uh, find them. By the way, my brother got pissed off for me uh, the other day. Why? Because he said he was on the live stream. He said, you didn't give me a shout-out. I said, did you send in a super chat? He went, no. I said, that's why you didn't get your uh, shout-out. Right. He said, I have to pay you to give me a shout-out. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't spoke for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Bill, hello. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Iman, uh, we'll try and get to OTT on the 28th. James, are you going? Uh, yeah, I'm planning on going. It's 28th October, is that right, Renee? Uh, that's the one in England? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the first show. Yeah, the first OTT shows in England. Wolverhampton? Is that it? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I got a bunch of shows in England there. I got to keep track. Scotland. You have to sort me out some front row tickets, uh, Renee. I can I can try. James with the running. I can try. Uh, I think Paul's trying to get on. So, uh, oh, shit. Did you see my T-shirt design, by the way? Oh, and Paul and the milk carton? Yeah. Okay, so the T-shirt guy that that I contacted with over here says that he can he can only do lettering; he can't do like designs and shit. I'm like, he right? Says, yeah. So I don't know. I'll ask the fans if they're happy with just like uh, looking good boys, looking go- real good in lettering. Um, Paul <laughs> say he might not be able to get on, so he might have to come on another day. So we'll just see. You can't get on. All you gotta do is press a button, Paul. We'll see what you can do. Uh, Mr. Krogan, thank you. Uh, now that Triple H is in charge, would you go back to WWE if an offer was extended to you? I definitely see you have one last run in you and Paul. Uh, if they would call, I'd listen, but don't expect me to show up begging for a job. Yeah. But if the right person would call, don't send one of your producers like you did last time. Right, 
if uh, if the son-in-law were to call me personally, yeah, I would listen. All right, I've got a big storm coming in. Um, we'll see how I get on. There's your rocker face. <laughs> Uh, life they go. Uh, biggest advice on improving as a wrestler? Quit. <laughs> Quit now. <laughs> Quit while you still all your brain cells. Uh, no, you got to get out and do it in front of a live audience as much as you possibly can. Study tape and go out and do it. And if you can't, if you can't get out in front of people and get booked on shows, then find a training center and ring and practice. Tape your matches. Study yourself. It's like anything else, man. If you want to get good at baseball, what do you do? You practice. Football. Yeah. Practice. But in, in our in our in our field of entertainment, you gotta do it from a live audience to really perfect your craft. You know. Science podcasts. When I uh, did I ever tell you what I was like the first time I ever done a podcast? Was it the shits? It went. It got better. <laughs> yeah, but it was only me and this other guy. Like, um, I talked to this guy on Twitter. But it was actually the first time I spoke to him, and we was reviewing Rumble ninety. But honestly, I was so nervous doing it, and um, and it, it was pre-recorded. Was it even live? And I was so scared, nervous. But after an hour, I was okay. And I'm not saying who, I'm a great podcast. Sorry. Who was it with? Who was it with? Was it just by yourself? No, it was with a guy I know. Uh, uh, Rob, he, he's got a podcast of his own now, UTT podcast. People check out. Uh, oh, just wrestling fan like myself. Um, yeah. But I remember the first interview I done. It was with uh, a girl that was an interviewer in TNA, and like I was nervous doing that. Uh, I remember when I interviewed Diana Perazzo, and I was like really nervous. Um, and went the first time I interviewed Rob Van Dam, that was a big moment for me. But um, after that, not too bad. Yeah, I guess it could be intimidating. I did mark out about Kurt Angle, though. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> it is Kurt Angle. Uh, so, uh, Dark Knight Returns, thank you again for 10 bucks. Um, Orange Cassidy said that the books hire them as a middle finger to pro wrestling. As a legit badass talent and someone that loves wrestling, how does this make you feel? I cry to sleep every night. <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy, that's the guy with the shades, right? And the jean, jean jacket and jean, jean, right? That's him, right? Okay. Um, is he over? Does the fan like it? Does the fans like it? Um, there was a point where he was really over, mm. and uh. Jericho decided to feud with him because he saw how over he was. Uh, in that feud, he's definitely mellowed out to what he was, I would personally say. And he's still popular, but and people were agreeing with me. There was a point where he was one of the biggest baby faces in the company. But now he's really mellowed out now, like mid carder at best. Uh, yeah, that's the thing, like no matter who you are, eventually your gimmick is going to fucking wear thin. People are going to get tired of it, especially in this day and age with 
like something that could have lasted two or three years and cut that in half, right? Just, just the way the world is nowadays, right? I don't know if it's my audio, Renee, but I can't really hear you. Do I have to speak louder? It must be my audio. Yeah. You're screwing everything up. <laughs> Left swollen testicle. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Renee, you look like Fabio. Keep up the great work. I am Fabio, motherfucker. No, my, my hair tie broke. Oh, did I mention I have a chair for sale? It's right here. Chair for sale. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen Pretty Deadly in NXT? I have not. Two British guys. One of them's got dark black brown hair like you, long hair, and the other one's got long blonde hair. Uh-huh. Their gimmick is like their models. <laughs> They're a pretty fun tag team, to be honest. You should be their manager. <laughs> were they Were they in uh, the NXT UK and then... Yeah, the and then they got moved over to the US, yeah. Okay. Well, proper, like, uh, narcissistic uh, tag team who loves themselves. Like the Beverly Brothers? Kind of, yeah, but, uh, but talented, though. They are very talented. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of great talent in the UK, man. A lot. I think someone said Joey Ryan's died. I don't know if it's a joke. Can someone confirm if Joey Ryan is dead? Um, Mr. Krogan, thank you. Uh, what are the chances TK is working, everyone? Instead of an intimidating presence like Mr. McMahon, his character is a rich pushover who snaps thoughts. It's possible. That is possible. That is possible. Maybe he well, should turn that into a gimmick. Well, wasn't that his gimmick? Uh, Herb Abrams. He was this like, rich owner who was happy-go-lucky, and then he just snapped. But legit, he snapped. <laughs> it was probably the mountains and mountains of cocaine that he was snorting. We got to review them shows. Was it, yeah, was right. it UWF, was it? Yeah. Oh, I watched that documentary. It was The Dark Side of the Ring. And uh, yeah, did you see that part where he had Mick Foley was telling, like, he brought up Mick to his hotel room and, and he told him, oh, the greatest thing ever. And he showed him a, cow a pair of cowboy boots with H. H. Herb Abrams. H. A. His initials. I'm, I'm gonna grab my headphones because I can't hear you so well. Okay. Yeah. Can anybody else? Can everybody I'm just else? Grab some headphones. Can everybody else hear me? Please let me know in the comments if it's just. Uh... Somebody, let me know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, so it just must be uh must be James. <sighs> Crystal clear. All right. All right. I'd like to apologize, everyone. I don't know where rest in peace, Joy Ryan. Is Joy Ryan dead? Is that a shoot? I know his career, his wrestling career is dead. 
Right, I can hear you a lot better. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfect, dude. All right, I'm just gonna have to use these. Okay, Joy Ryan. Joy Ryan is still alive. Oh, what a shame! Yeah, you're um, gonna get us cancelled. Shut up. How can someone who's cancelled get me cancelled? <laughs> I don't know. It's just the world today. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, I can hear Sounding so good, now. Renee. Sounding real good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding good. Sounding real good. real good. Honestly, guys, what's your spending? What's been your favorite slogan from the show? Looking good, looking real good. Kiff me, Randy. Whatever's your favorite slogan, send it in. We'd like to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what the because we want to print out merchandise. Yeah, yeah. before someone else steals it. <laughs> right. If, can you imagine if Hoovy comes out with a t-shirt in a couple of weeks kiss me Randy <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know if Hoovy's been made aware of this <laughs> I don't know have you heard about the beef he's got with Conan who's that Hoovy yeah they got like mad beef over what um, like because uh, Conan's part of uh, AAA I think, like, management. Yeah. And uh, Hoovy being Hoovy has shitted on AAA quite a few times, and I think he shitted on Conan, but also Rey Mysterio, and I'm like, how can you shit on Rey Mysterio? And uh, and Conan took exception to that. It's like, you can criticise me and things like that, but not Ray Ray. Ray Ray's a a sweetheart, which, by all accounts, I've I've never heard one person say a bad word about him. But but because uh, he'll be second generation, isn't he? He is. So I don't know if there's this big anniversary show coming up. Uh, I heard it on Conan's podcast uh, a few days ago with Disco. And uh, Disco is someone I would love to get on as well. He's quite funny. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think Hoovy's basically just begging to be on the show to fight for the title. Is this an anniversary show in uh, Mexico? Uh, possibly. I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, usually it's it's out of jealousy. Yeah. Piff Marendi. So, um, yeah, pe- people can hear well, people can hear you. I'm hoping they can hear me as well. Um, no, yeah, I can hear you a lot better. Now. I'm just going to start wearing these. Might have to spray paint some black though, so they, they look not as uh, what do you call it? Daunting. Is that do your kids use that? Do your kids use that to play video games? No, I use this to play video games. That's funny. Never a true word said. I think there was a. I think there was a question actually. Right, James bashing cancelled people now. Uh, James investing new equipment. I will do. I just haven't got time. Honestly, you don't have a clue. And I'm not saying this saying you don't have a clue. It's just that. I struggle with time. I really do. And yeah. um, it is what it is. Uh, Renee looks like McIntyre during his chosen one days. I wish I knew what you were talking about, <clears throat> but he must have been so good looking. It was when he first uh, came onto the main roster in 2009, 2010, give or take. And he was uh, he was skinnier. 
uh, in good shape, but not like what he is now. And um, he was clean shaven, and he was the chosen one. He would wear his hair in like a long ponytail, and he was Vince McMahon's chosen one. Vince McMahon said, this man will be a world champion one day. After he got released, he didn't think it would happen, but he came back, and obviously he did. So uh, fair play, Drew. Um, mm. He put on a hell of a performance the other day. So, um, I'm just trying to catch up on some super chats here. Uh, if I've missed them, sometimes I miss them by mistake, everyone. I'm sorry. Um, let's see, here we go. Right, Doom Space Marine, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, best quotes of the show looking good, boys, looking real good. And kiss me, <laughs> it ain't kiss me, it's kiss me, kiss me, Randy, kiss me. All right, so am I taking am I taking into account that um, um, am I taking into account that Paul will not be joining us tonight? It's looking it, so it might be a bit of a shorter stream tonight, everyone. Yeah. So. Um, so. Share idea, Renee's face with the word "huh." Huh. <laughs> Oh, you've also got the other one people's brought up. Um, what was it? Is it, you know what I mean? It's something like that, I think you say, quite often. You know what I mean? That? Something like that. It's, uh, mm. it's something along them lines. Mm. So, um, okay. but... Yeah, we're, we'll definitely, I got to look into um, <clears throat> getting in a line of merchandise here for the show. And plus Cafe to Renee merchandise too, so. I know. Gotta look into it someday. Kiss me, Randy. Kiss me. Kiss me. All right. Well, since Paul London is not showing up tonight, we apologize. Uh, it's going to be seven o'clock because this is usually what time it usually starts, like right now, right? Yeah. Well, th well, th it goes to show you people more, more people's tuning in now. <laughs> the later it's going. <laughs> oh, is there more people tuning in? Yeah, we're up to nearly 300 now. So, um, uh, it's uh, now it's well, it was everyone. It's just because, um, we just uh, accommodated for Maven's time just to sort out with him and that. So, that's why we did it a little bit earlier than what we would normally do. Obviously, it was worth it because we had Maven on the show. And it's great to have Maven on anytime. So, um, but yeah, so we, we just changed it around. But I think we'll be doing another live stream uh, Monday, um, regular time and uh, probably another one Thursday, but we've also got other ideas. We've got some other guests lined up and stuff and um, some good guests, but it's just um, everyone's so busy these days. That's the thing. So it's just getting everyone with the right schedules, really, and it's just tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got, you know, real life to fucking deal with, so can't always just stream. I, yeah. I, start, I start podcasting at the right time during lockdown. Right, everyone was at home, so I, yeah. I was talking to one of my buddies, Jonah from uh, Rewind, Recap, Relive, and he's like, "We timed it so well, James, because everyone was at home, and the amount of Hall of Famers we had on the sh on our shows between us, it was a joke." Mm. So, um, but no, um, but yeah. So um, I'm just trying to see if we've got any more yet. Uh, I think we're um, good. Um, that's right. Thanks, Blaze. You understand. That's what you say. Well, do you? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> understand. Well, uh, 
Well, we'll definitely come up with some merch ideas. Uh, we're always thinking of stuff, and um, it's like I said, it's just uh, getting time to do it. So, other than that, there's no other news that we need to talk about, right? But that Punk is still a jerk off, and uh, none of them know how to fight, and they have to throw chairs and bite like children. I think Triple H got promotion. Did he? Yeah. Uh, so, so he was surprise. <laughs> Well, he was head of talent relations and he was head of um, creative, but now he's got another one above it and he's like, I don't know, head, head of creative, something like that, but like one of the top positions. But they've actually just brought a guy in now. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, chap, but I think this guy was like a, a senior manager at like the LA Dodgers or something like that. Oh, yeah. So, oh, he- so. Well, hold on a second. Wasn't there a, one of Triple H's right-hand men before was like a volleyball player, wasn't he? Um, was he? Yeah, Canyon Seaman. Seaman. Canyon Sperm Face. Yeah, he was a volleyball player. Well, that was the guy before, but they released him. So now they got yeah. another sports-type guy in that position. Oh, and they brought back uh, Road Dog. Oh, I never met him. No. No. No, I knew his yeah. brothers, though. Uh, yeah, Scott I... Armstrong, cool as shit. Brad Armstrong, cool motherfucker. Great. Mm. Funny guy. God, he was a good dude. So I imagine... Everyone's... Huh? Everyone said he was one of the most underrated. Work. Oh, everybody it's knew. Yeah, everybody like, such a great yeah. worker, they said. Yeah. Everybody in the business knew how good he was. But I'm talking like just as a person. Hilarious. Really good dude. Did you see that gimmick they gave him in uh, WCW? Arachnaman? They gave him that, but they, because um, Jesse James was doing Road Dog, yeah. they gave him a gimmick called Buzzkill, and it was like the exact same gimmick. <laughs> so that must have been it for him. <laughs> In the words of uh, Rip Rogers, it's all a rib. It's all a rib. Uh, You had a question. The champ share idea, Paul smiling and an angry hunter with the caption, how are those rooms, Paul? I think we should have one of Paul poking a trident at him. Or just a trident. It'd be like an inside thing. Yeah. Where's Paul with a trident going through it? I've seen Blade Free. <laughs> we've, had, we've had quite a few sayings of this podcast, to be honest. I'm surprised. Well, this is the thing. We haven't come out with merchandise, but a lot of people with smaller followings have because, man, there's some people, as soon as they start, they, they bring out merch before they even start a podcast. I know. I know. Ah, oh, so lovey. Well, we got a question here. Yep. Any tag teams that are leg- that legitimately hate each other? Fucking loads. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly all of them. Me and Sly hated each other for the longest time. The Dicks hated each other. Rock and Roll Express, I heard, didn't get along. Really? At all. Um, Demolition... They didn't talk to each other for like 15 years after they broke up. I, know that. I don't know if it's because they, I don't think it's because 
they didn't like each other. I think it was just that's just the way it is, right? Devon and Bubba didn't get along at all. I think they've stopped talking now. Yeah, well, they had no reason to. It was strictly business, right? They didn't ride together. Like, if you were to ask Bubba, hey, where's Devon? He'd be like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, a lot of tag teams didn't get along. It was some of the tag teams you worked with who did get along the most. Who did we work with? Fuck. Or you know in person who you know got along with. I suppose Brett and Anvil got along. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're brother-in-laws, right? So. Mm. I'm sure probably after a while, Brett was like, okay, it's time for me to do my own singles thing, right? Well, shit. The Rockers, Marty and Sean, they got in a fight I don't know how many times, right? You ever hear that fight. story where uh, Marty kicked the shit out of Sean in a hotel room or a hotel lobby? My, my um, favorite Rockers story, Marty Janetti said, this is how you can sum up my career and Sean's career. I don't know if there was at a hotel. Uh, I don't know if there was at an airport and there was a uh, casino or like, you know, slot machine. Or they, if they was in a casino that had a slot machine. Yeah. And I think Marty was playing on this machine for half an hour, an hour. Put like a shitload of money into it. And uh, Sean came up, are you ready to go, Marty? Yeah, he said, I'm just doing this. Okay, I'm just going to go and get a drink. And he said, as soon as I left, Sean put some money in. And he won like the jackpot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. First try. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. What's happening with Matty these days? I don't know. I'd love to get him on here. It'd be fun. I toured with him in um, France. And that's when his... Because I think he's since got his ankle fixed. But his yes. ankle was... Oh, my God. It was deformed. It was all to the side. It was... Oh. Oh. You know, that's another reason why guys would take painkillers, right? I mean, if you saw his ankle, you'll definitely know I. And then I think he switched from painkillers to alcohol to cope with the pain, right? But, yeah, his ankles were so messed up. It was painful to look at. So deformed and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh before we go, I I, uh, I sent you a video a couple of weeks ago. I for, forgot to talk about it, and it was when Eugene was having a feud with Kurt Angle, mm -hmm. and he had the open invitational, and it was in Montreal. And you came out with a funky mustache and this unbelievable white robe. I don't know what you've done with it since. Mm. I've tell me what it's like getting that pop that night because I think that's possibly one of your biggest pops you've had in WWE as I was told like not to, I was told not to look or acknowledge the crowd really yeah they didn't want me to get a pop and that's why it lasted like Kurt comes in he gives me a shot and throws me right over and I sew my ankle yeah. yeah they didn't want me to get that pop on live TV <clears throat> I, was I, was, I, was, I wasn't in their plans going forward, you understand, at that time.
don't know why, because he had such a unique look. Whatever. It is what it is, dude. I don't know. But like you, I answered before, if they would call, I would listen. But don't expect yeah. me to ever show up. That will never happen. So, with that being said, I got to go pick up the poodle next door. And uh, are we going to announce who we might have for Monday? Or are we just going to surprise everyone? Um, I'm going to wait for confirmation first, probably. Okay. So, yeah. um, so we're, we're going to do another live broadcast on Monday with a special guest. And um, tune in. Uh, and Paul will be coming in on next Thursday, hopefully. Uh, yeah, like I said, unfortunately, he was um, busy today. He had some tapings to start some auditions and stuff. So, um, yeah, he should be back uh, next Thursday. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll be back to our normal schedule. But, uh, no, it was great to have Maven on the show. It's always a pleasure to have him on. And, uh, obviously, he's more than welcome to come on any time. And he said he's happy to come on any time. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I'm sure we'll be getting some more guests on. So, um, yeah, but enough. Been fun having me and you. We haven't we haven't done this one for ages, have we? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Been a long time. All right, so let's play two eighty seven. Thank you for the donation. And um, yeah, so what time are we going to do it on Monday? Seven. Uh, yeah. Well, so it will be normal time, everyone. So we're back to uh, seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, no. 6 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. your time, 11 p.m. my time. So uh, yeah. that's the uh, magic number. But uh, now, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And uh, yeah, please, uh, if you're new to the show, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, it does help us out. We're nearly at 12K. So uh, seeing as we get there, the better. Obviously, Renee said many times, once we get 25K, it's drinks with Dupree. So uh, it's going to be a marathon. I'm buying a complete bottle of Jack and I'm not done live stream until it's finished what size bottle a big fucking bottle the biggest bottle they got i'm so, due oh we got else, we got huh someone, someone else just wrote in uh, r.i.p joey right no i don't think he's dead no he's not dead uh let's play uh, uh he sent the five pound thinking he could send a message afterwards uh, he hasn't done it before. Thank you for doing it first time. Let's play. Thank you so much. Uh, just want to show my love for Renee and generally love your enthusiasm and charisma. I love That's you nice. too. Kiss me. Kiss me. Let's play. Kiss kiss me. Joey <laughs> uh, Parker, uh, thank you for the last chat. Uh, Renee, did you hurt your ankle when Kurt threw you over the rope during that Eugene Invitational? Sure I did. That just shows you how good I am. Kiss me. Kiss me, right. baby. Kiss me. All right, everyone. I got to go, but we'll see you this Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Until then, au revoir. Bye-bye.